0: Hi there. This is Karen with the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm so happy to have you tune in to this episode titled The Buzz of Distraction. But before we hop into the buzz, (laughs) let me share with you a link. Are you ready? Write it down, memorize it, something like that. Accessmore.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-M-O-R-E.com. That is the place to find all kinds of wonderful podcasts. If you like this podcast, And I'm really hoping that you do. And if you're new here, I hope you learn to love it. But if you like this kind of podcast, you will definitely find some podcasts that entertain you and educate you that you're going to love on accessmore.com. It's a safe space to find modern thought leaders, faith leaders, podcasts on entertainment, education, theology, religion, religion you name it. And you don't have to worry about stumbling onto something you shouldn't when you check out their podcasts on accessmore.com. So when you're done with this episode of the Woman Inspire Podcast, be sure to check them out. I don't think you'll be sorry, accessmore.com. Okay, let's start out this episode with a few pod quotes, as we always do. Ready? Satan won't just tempt you off your course. He will use other people's sin to distract you from your course. Unknown. Have no idea who said that. But it's so true. Here's another one. This is by Hilaire Bayoch. I have wandered all my life and I have traveled. The difference between the two being this that we wander for distraction, but we travel for fulfillment. Yes, I like that too. Alright, have you ever been been so distracted that you can't even see the bees right in front of your face? What? probably saying what are you talking about <laughs> okay you know how they say you can't see the forest for the trees well this is a little twist on that i suppose because the other day i witnessed the person who was sitting in a car next to me when i pulled up to a stoplight he was in full distraction mode he had his windows down and he was on his phone texting thankfully we were at a red light so we were just sitting there and he was stopped so he wasn't technically driving and texting at the same time but I knew as soon as I started to pull up to the intersection that something was amiss. I mean, definitely not right. There were swarms of bees everywhere. I I mean, everywhere, all across our lanes and in the intersection. I've never seen bees in the middle of an intersection before. I mean, here we are surrounded by pavement and vehicles and exhaust. And there's some buildings and light poles, not flowers and gardens, but... I noticed that there was a truck that had turned left as I was pulling up to the intersection. I was the first person at the light, as was the guy next to me who was texting. And when I pulled up to the intersection at the light, it had, it just turned red. So the truck that had been in my lane or in the lane, actually to the left of me in front of the texting guy, he started to speed through the light. And when he turned left, I could see that he had some of those, big square boxed beehives in the back of his truck. And I guess in his expedience to to zoom through and make sure he got through that uh, yellow to red light, it jostled the hives or something, or something opened up. I don't know what the deal was with it, but there were instantly thousands, and I mean thousands of bees in the intersection. I, I feel bad for him, you know, after looking back on it, because that's a, huge loss. If you, if you have beehives, I'm, I'm sure that was horrible. They're not probably going to make their way back to those hives. Um, but I was looking around, I was kind of in awe and praying that they didn't make their way somehow into my car. I, other people in different lanes were rolling up their windows. I didn't have my windows down. Thank God. Um, however, the man in the car next to me, clueless, texting on his phone with his windows down. And I looked over there and I started waving like a lunatic, trying to get his attention. And I honked my horn, but nope, there he sat in his car and the bees were everywhere. They were all over my hood. They were on his hood. They were going in and out of his car (laughs) through the windows. They were all the way into the intersection, like in, in flying in these small swarms that was like a little sea of black swarms. It was just crazy. It looked like something I'd seen in a movie one time and I tried to videotape them. Like since we're at a red light, I pulled my phone out. I was trying to videotape them because I thought nobody's going to believe this, Uh, but I could barely see them on the video because they were moving so fast and it was this super sunny outside. So that didn't work, but they ended up kind of looking like little black specks going across my camera. But the man next to me, still no clue, The light changed and the bees just kept going. They, not because the light changed. That didn't sound right. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe they don't like jaywalking or jayflying. flying. But anyway, the light changed and they went, <laughs> they took off and I drove right through, I mean, hundreds of them as I went through the intersection. But it caught me to thinking, how distracted must that man have been not to know that he was sitting in a swarm of thousands of bees, that he was he could have quite possibly been in danger. I don't know, maybe he had his radio turned up. I couldn't hear it if he did. I, mean, I certainly wasn't going to roam down my window. But I couldn't, I could I could hear the, the bees buzzing just outside my car, though. I heard them, but I didn't have my radio on either. So surely he had to have realized it once he got a ways down the road. Or at the very least, because his car looked like it had I don't know, a few hundred bees in it when I drove off. I I, I wonder, how distracted do you have to be to be in that position? How distracted are you? How distracted do you allow the world and the buzz of what's going on around you or on your phone or the stress of your day to get to you? How, how how much do you allow it to distract you? And how distracted have you allowed the buzz of Satan's temptations and whispers to get to you, to distract you from the path that God has you on? You know, the light turned green and this man just sat there on his phone looking at it. And as I was going through the intersection along with the bees, I could hear other people honking at him trying to get him to move. Now I'm not saying I've never been so distracted by my phone or I don't know, even the, the the thoughts in my head or something that I was listening to on the radio, even that I wasn't paying enough attention to my surroundings and, and maybe someone had, had to honk to wake me up, but boy, this was a real wake up call. Seeing it in this context it, and I hope and pray he was not allergic to bees. That's all I'm saying. I really hope he wasn't. I had to go on through the intersection because even though people were honking their horns, he was still clueless. And I'm sorry, maybe I should have put myself in harm's way and gotten out and pounded on and let him know. But then I would have let tons of bees in my car and I just didn't. Maybe he was deaf. I'm not sure. But I know I had to go and just keep going. I couldn't let the distraction and wonder of what his issues were stop me on my journey that day because I had lots of things that I absolutely had to do. And that really brings up the idea that of something else that we do at times. We allow someone else's issues to become our distraction. Even if we mean well by it, We put a lot of energy, thought, and time, and money, and prayer, and effort sometimes into someone else's life and their problems, even if it's not ours to handle, and that in itself becomes a distraction to us. Maybe their distractions and their inability to deal with them in a healthy way then become our unhealthy distraction. Have you ever done that before? Maybe out of the goodness of your heart and out of a willingness to reach out to someone else, but then you end up allowing yourself to be sucked into their issues and their drama. Have you been there? Oh, I have (laughs) too many times. I used to do it a lot when I was younger. Don't you find it a bit easier to deal with someone else's problems at times, though, than to deal with your own? It's like a little escape from your own reality and your own world. And honestly, it allows you to help someone else, which so that's a good thing. And it does make us feel good until it becomes more than that, until it sneaks up on you and it becomes enabling And then it becomes a burden and then you go on and on with that for so long that it becomes second nature and just part of your everyday life. But here's the thing, maybe you weren't called to help that person in the way you thought you were or for as long as you ended up helping them and enabling them and that in and of itself becomes a distraction in your life, a distraction from what you're supposed to be doing and from the path that God called you to. It happens, and sometimes we make it happen. As a small example, if I have a task that I know I need to do that I just dread doing or really don't want to put the time and energy into, I put it off. (laughs) I know I can't be the only one. And then I might put it off some more. (laughs) It's not a common thing for me, though, I have to say. But there's one particular area of my life that I do this in. Just one. So it's not too bad. But boy, do I do it with this one area. And I'm confessing it now. Lean in. I don't want everyone to know this. I hate technology and learning to deal with new tech stuff. <laughs> I hate having to submit new digital forms and new software and create new forms and take online courses about learning new forms and new software. <laughs> there, I said it. I loathe it Oh, so much that I push myself to the very brink of missing a deadline at work because I avoid the mandatory classes I have to take on new software (laughs) case in point right now I have two classes I have to take and I now have less than 30 days to complete them I keep getting reminders from HR that I have an upcoming deadline and I keep deleting the reminders (laughs) I'm just telling you like it is I mean I know I have the deadlines I do this every six months I have to take two courses, two new courses every six months. I imagine they have a clever name for me in the HR department—a nickname, a slur, or something. But maybe I'm not the only one who pushes the deadline. But maybe I'm in good company. I—I I don't know. But here's the thing: I have the time to do them. I just loathe them, so I don't. So what do I do? I allow other things and other people to distract me. Today. I found myself with a few hours free in the workday, not a common thing, especially here lately. But did, I did, did I go out and complete a course? No, I did not. <laughs> I volunteered to help someone else on their project instead. Yes, yes, I did that. I allowed their problem with a project, something that has nothing to do with my job, to become a distraction from what I should really be doing. And yes, that person had an issue, but I allowed their issue to become my issue and become a distraction from what I should do. All the while, I think it's bad habit because I didn't set out with a mindset to avoid taking a class today, but it snuck up on me. It was something unfortunately that I have made second nature. I had my head in a different place and my eyes off the path I should be on and ta-da, I let the bees in my car, if you will. In Corinthians 7, Paul is talking to single men and saying, hey, if you don't have to get married, don't. But if you don't think you can't live without sex, then get married. So the temptation of it and the lust that Satan could hold over you won't become a distraction to you. Okay, that is a really loose interpretation, but pretty much the gist of him telling men that if they can focus on the path before them in serving the Lord, the course of following and serving Jesus and not getting caught up in sexual sin, then do it. But if the temptation is too great to sin in that way, then take a wife, be fulfilled in that area, and then, then take the path and serve the Lord while you're married. And so in that, and the reason I'm sharing that is because he says something that applies not just to that topic and those people. In 1 Corinthians 7:35 he says and this i say for your own profit not that i may put you a leash on you but for what is proper and that you may serve the lord without distraction see sometimes we allow ourselves to be pulled into distraction or we know there's something that will distract distract us and it's our job to report prioritize report reprioritize and plan and find a proper path to make sure that that thing we know is going to distract us or that we will willingly go for so we avoid something else is put in its proper place. We we can't serve the Lord if we constantly allow ourselves to be distracted by whatever it is, whether it's temptation or something else. Each of us have our own things that might be that kind of a big distraction for us as we serve the Lord and and we walk this path, what is your big temptation? What is your biggest distraction from doing what God calls you to do? Do you know what distraction actually is? Because it's extremely simple. It's something that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. So distraction from your path is simply something or someone that prevents you from giving your full attention to what you need to do, what God has called you to do, to live the life that God wants you to live the way he wants you to live it. Sometimes we want to be distracted and we seek it out like I did. I mean, I just let it fall right into my lap and went for it instead of staying the course and doing what I needed to do with my work. And sometimes we're caught up in a distraction so easily and so quickly that before we know it, we've let it take us over and put us in the danger zone, like letting bees in our car. Some of the greatest distractions we face though in today's culture are most likely dealing with social media, maybe video games, TV and movies, news media, drama, political drama. But we also have distractions of vanity like comparing ourselves to other people. Some of us get so caught up in what we aren't and what we don't have and what we don't look like compared to other people, that comparison becomes our distraction. Or money or the lack thereof, that's a common distraction. Food, that's an easy one for a lot of people to turn to when they don't want to deal with whatever it is they have right in front of them. Whatever it is God is calling them to deal with gets pushed to the far recesses of their mind and their priority list, and they fill themselves with food or alcohol or drugs or sex. And I'm not talking about just enjoying food or an occasional drink or having a beautiful love life. I'm talking about letting it become the thing that distracts you and tempts you to step outside where God wants you to be. So what can you do about all these distractions so you don't go down a path you shouldn't or avoid the place you're supposed to be? You know, like Jonah did when he ran from the, from where God wanted him to be and ended up swallowed by a whale, eventually spit back out on the shores of where God wanted him to be in the first place. What can you do to avoid being thrown overboard, getting seasick, stuck in a stinky old place you don't want to be and spit up on the shore? Well, here's some suggestions. Number one, read your Bible, preferably something in your Bible every single day. You know, there was a study done in 2019 on, uh, about people who read their Bible. And the Center for Bible Engagement polled 40,000 people. And they found that reading the Bible four times a week has a tremendous effect on your life. Loneliness drops 30%. Anger issues drop 32%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. And discipling other people jumps 230%. So you can fathom with all that going on, what it might do to help reduce the amount of distraction you allow in your life. I didn't have a question for that, but I can imagine because right there in that list are some things that we actually allow ourselves to become distracted by. You can also work to be more intentional with your time, partly by making time to read the Bible, but also maybe by making a list. Again, a priority checklist. If you don't already do that, try it. And maybe do like I'm doing and work really hard not to let things come up on your calendar and swipe, 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 <laughs> swipe left or X them out. Oh, that's gone. Or reschedule them once, reschedule them twice, reschedule them five times. Bad, bad habit. And I'm working on it to get out of it. And mind you, for me, I like to do things and get them done. If I have an assignment or a task, sometimes it's difficult for me to pace myself because I don't like having things hanging over my head. But that's With the majority of everything that I do, when I do something, I start, I want to get it done. But I allow myself to get distracted sometimes when I don't want to deal with something. And of course, you can pray. If you have a hard time keeping things from distracting you, pray. Whether they're mental, emotional, cultural, physical, whatever they are, bad habits, hurts and fears and temptations, pray for the Lord to take them and to carry them for you. Maybe just completely dissolve and remove them so they aren't distractions for you. Something I think we all need to remind ourselves of is, is what it says in Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God or of God? Let me say that, Re-say that. rephrase that. Am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Galatians 1.10. It's telling us that if we were going around trying to, to serve people, then we're not actually serving Christ. If we make people our priority and let people be our distraction, we can't serve the Lord like we're supposed to. So who are you serving really? Is it other people? Is it yourself? Is it your own agenda and your own personal goals? Or is it God and the path he has you on? Are you following the path that God calls you to day in and day out on the full journey? Are you trying to stay with your feet where he calls you to place them? Or are you allowing yourselves to to walk off yourself, to walk off the path and maybe get distracted? Are you just giving God lip service and saying yes to him all the while you're allowing the world and your own stuff to be a distraction? I hope not. But if you are, it's okay. You can change it. You can work on it. That's what I'm working on too. My hope and prayer for you today is that you don't allow yourself to get caught up with a car full of bees, that you keep your eyes on the path ahead of you and you understand that the work it takes to stay on the path that God calls calls you to is well worth it. And it's such a blessing in the long run to you, but also to other people in this life and in the life to come because you will be given favor. You will be given blessings. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Until next time, I pray you have a blessed week.